Okay. The biggest news story this week coming out of the sports world, Kawhi and the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead, and they are sent home from the bubble by the Denver Nuggets. What exactly went wrong with the Clippers? And the Eagles blew a 17-0 lead in a horrendous week one collapse. Who exactly is to blame for the loss? And will the Eagles be able to protect Carson Wentz from Aaron Donald and the Rams? We're going to talk about it. The Big Ten announced their return this week with a conference-only schedule, and the guys are all going to get – we're all going to go around and do our week two predictions in the NFL. This is a Strict Zone podcast. I am Jonah. Joined as always by Colin Simprime. Colin, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well. How's everyone else doing? Chris McClendon, how you doing, man? How's everybody doing? Jamar Morant, check in. Yo, bro, what's up? Last but not least, Rafael Ortiz, our residential Lakers fan. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. How y'all doing, man? I know you got a lot to say about this first time. Earlier this it's week. not even a word. <laughs> I I'm still shocked. I mean, I I can't I shouldn't say I'm shocked, but I mean, Clippers were up three one on the Nuggets. It seemed like everything was like set up. It was destiny. Lakers, Clippers. We were going to get the Western Conference Finals matchup that we all had anticipated, and then the Nuggets just said not all that. <laughs> Storm back, and the Clippers are gone. Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference Finals. Uh, Raph, obviously, I got to start with you, man. What are your thoughts? On that? I mean, to be honest, I don't really have that many thoughts about it. I mean, I, I, I didn't have high hopes for the Clippers team from the jump, and a lot of you guys came at me because of that, but, I mean, it became true. I mean, I told you, even as a franchise, this team hasn't made it that far. I mean – I had I had always had a bone to pick with Paul George. I never thought Paul George was a bona fide superstar. I didn't think he was a threat to anybody in the Western Conference either. That came true. I mean, I, I honestly didn't expect Kawhi to really melt in the fourth quarter of those games like that. But I mean, that that's something we could definitely discuss as well. I do think that the bubble is partly responsible for the uh, lack of. I guess chemistry in the bubble, I don't think they really played well in the bubble as opposed to how they played in the regular season. I think, you know, the whole situation with Lou Will stepping out and then going to like, you know, Atlanta and then uh, Montreal Harris, he had his whole little situation, I think, and then Pat Bev with the injury. I think those guys had a little thing going on. I don't think they, I didn't think they really could find their rhythm. Not to say that was an excuse, but I mean, I'm going to open the floor up to y'all, see what y'all think. Alan, uh, do you agree? Like, what do you think went wrong exactly for the Clippers? Oh, man. Uh, you know, definitely coming off what Rad said, Paul George, yeah, he's overrated too. I'm, I'm just – I'm done with Paul George. He, He's done it since the Pacers against Bron in the conference. He's done the OKC. Now he's doing it in the Clippers. Like, I'm – Paul George, you know, like, he's just such – honestly, I don't even know why Paul George is on the Clippers anymore. He's just such a disappointment. Like – you know, all those expectations. And then, you know, he, he he's a regular season player. That's what he is. He's a regular season player. That's all he'll ever be. He'll put up the, like, 24 points a game, seven boards, all that. But when it's time for the playoffs, when it's time for him where you shine the brightest, where you really make your legacy happens, you know, he's just, you know, we, we can't even figure out what's going on 
in the words of Skip Bayless, he's George Paul, not Paul George, George Paul. So it's just oh, hold up, man. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Because because right now I'm sensing a whole different a whole different beat. Like I was saying the exact same thing Colin was saying like a month or two ago. You guys came at me. I said the exact same thing. I said Paul George did not go far with the Pacers. He didn't do well with the Thunders. I don't expect him to do well with the Clippers. What did you guys say? I want, no, y'all, I, I want y'all all to say what y'all told me. Listen, oh, I'll, I'll admit my wrongs, but I really thought Paul George, because like, he had Kawhi Leonard. He had a great squad. He probably had the best team around him since the, since the Pacers. He probably had the best team, I thought. Okay, and he's got a great coach in Doc Rivers. Hello? I just thought he could make something happen. But, you know, George Paul. So, why y'all keep saying he, something wrong with the Pacers? What did he do wrong in Indiana? Because y'all keep saying he did something wrong. What was it that he did wrong besides get hurt? Besides get hurt, he didn't take the final shot. He passed it off to C.J. Miles, I believe. Like, what was he thinking giving it to C.J. Miles? Like, yo, what? this is crazy, yo. This is crazy. It's not crazy. This is crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Real quick. Real quick. Like I said, y'all give a pass to Bron. When Bron passes it up, oh, it's a great pass. Oh, George passes it up. Oh, my gosh. Why would he pass? Like I said, Bron gets right, a pass for certain stuff. But it's hold on. Quick, wait. wait. Well, let, me, let me interject real quick. Along with Lamar saying, you said he didn't do anything in Indiana. That play that y'all talking about was after his injury. So again, what did he what did he do wrong in Indiana when he went to the Eastern Conference Finals twice? He just lost to a better team. So what did he do wrong? He lost to a better team or to a better player. To a better team. He lost are you sure? So the Heat weren't a better team than the Pacers. I don't, well, I don't I mean, care about the I don't care about the record. In 2014, you can make the argument that Paul George had a better team. I mean, you got to remember that this is when Dwayne D. Wade had his knee problems and then age was a big factor for the Heat. Okay, hold on. Who was the second best player wait, on the wait, Pacers? Wait, 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 Who I mean, I think that if I believe, if I, if I could, if I can, I'm not saying that the necessary, but it's not necessary. You keep, it's not about the next best player. Obviously, this is proved with the Clippers right now. They were stacked with talent. Obviously, like, it, it doesn't necessarily matter who's the second best player. It matters more how you play as a team. From the top of my head, what I can remember in the 2014 team, I mean, they had, what, George Hill, David West, Lance Stevenson. That was better than that Come on, man. Come on, Because first of all, the, the second best, quote-unquote, best player was supposed to be Lance Stevenson, and the defensive anchor was Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert was an all-star in 2012, but, what, but he dropped – but he dropped by the time 2014 came around. So come on now. So you can't tell me the Pacers so were better. D. Wade wasn't on the decline too. Was he, he worse than drive. Roy Hibbert? Was he worse than Roy Hibbert? Come Wait, on, come on right, now. Come okay, on now. All right. So even then, all right. Then, okay. All right. So if y'all want to make the argument, okay, he he held his own with the Pacers. All right. Cool. Whatever. Now what happened with the Thunder? Y'all gonna say it was Westbrook fault too? I'm not. I'm saying he could have done more. But if you throw it, look at it, it was somewhat Westbrook's fault as well. I'm not saying he could have done right, more. What about not, the Clippers now? That was both. That was him and Kawhi's fault. I was I'm not saying you. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you wrong about what you like. Come on now. We agree with you, but when you said Indiana, it was like that's whoa, right. Whoa. That that was the it difference was like, maker. Whoa, you're going too far now. He held his own and did what he was supposed to do. It was because of Paul George that they even went to seven games against the Heat. It was because on, of him. Now. Come on now. 
All right, but well, considering right now he's overrated, he's just a regular season player. Honestly, he's just a regular season player. I mean, there's nothing else to say to that. He's George Paul. That's all he is. Just George Paul. I, I think. I also, I also got a. Uh, I mean, that's not the only prediction that I had an issue with. Y'all said. Y'all said. I think we had a debate about Paul George specific, specifically Paul George being a threat. I'm sure you guys now will, will say he's he's far from it. But also, you guys, uh, no, not you guys. Jamar said that uh, Kawhi was the best player in the world. You still believe that? No, I don't. I just, I just feel like the Clippers need a better point guard than Pat Bev as well. You know, someone like a Kyle Lowry or I'm trying to think, like a better point guard. Now, question. What would you call a Kyle Lowry then? Because they can't get Kyle Lowry with that payroll they got. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's something the Clippers man is going to have to find out. I just think Pat Bev is suited to be a sick. He's better coming off the bench than being the starting guard. That's just my opinion. I'm just, I'm just trying to think what point guard they could get. I'm just not sure. They should have never traded Shaw in the first place. I know. Shaw's not a point guard, though, so that doesn't change anything. No, Shaw, but Shaw played point guard throughout most of his career until he got to the NBA. The only reason why Shy he had can move, definitely play point, though. Exactly. He definitely he got the height, uh, passing ability. He could do it. He's definitely a point guard. The passing ability? What do you mean the passing ability? Bruce Alexander? He's what do you mean the passing Definitely, pass definitely more of a pass for a guard than, than, than scoring. A pass, a pass first guard. You you probably weren't watching Thunder games this year. You think he was a pass first guard? Come on. Well, man. you also got to understand that the, his role is different when you're playing with Chris Paul. So you're not going to be the floor general when you're playing with Chris Paul. What about Chris Paul was off the floor? The ball's in Dennis Schroeder's hands. Shires told well, was, this whole shot of exactly. Score. So, so exactly, but those guys, those guys are meant to be floor yeah, generals. Yeah. They have to yep. they have to command the ball. When he's, when on, he's playing with we'll – go ahead. Uh, the thing I'm saying is y'all going off of a one year he had in L.A. Y'all going off of one year when they didn't have anybody. That's what I'm saying. You can't just go so off of one year and say – you think he had an impressive season? I didn't say I didn't that. You just said he was – you said he's a pass-first guard off of one year. No, no, no. I didn't say he was a pass-first guard. I said I never, Collins said that. What I said was he can definitely play point guard. But he's been like that. If you look through high school, college, until the NBA, that's always been – he played point guard. That was his primary position. They should have never got rid of Shy Julius Alexander. I feel like he'd have did better than Pat Beverly. He would have did better than Paul George. George just, Paul. George Paul. Just, just because you played point guard your whole life don't mean you can just get back into the fluid of playing. Thank you. Not to, not to mention. Thank you, Mar. Thank you. That's you're right. You hit your hand. My coffee. But but still, like to not to not kind of like uh. Divert, what do you guys think was the main problem with the Clippers? Why do you think they kind of, like, fell, no I guess, closer. fell on their expectations? No closer. I, I, I say two things. They don't have they don't have a system or a closer, like what Mar said. So, a, go, ahead. go ahead, Mar. Go ahead, you go. go ahead. They were up right. 3-1, and then they were all – they were winning the whole – like, they were blowing leads. So, they were capable of winning. And – they were they just couldn't hold the lead. The Nuggets would always fight back. And when it became close, nobody was able to close the game out. Because if you look at games one through six, Paul George, so I don't want to like know it. Games one through six, Paul George and Kawhi was 23 and 20, 23 and 21. So I'm not trying to hear they weren't blah blah blah. They weren't this and that. All they they just couldn't close. They didn't have a closer. Lou Will couldn't close. He closed last season. 
Paul George wasn't what wasn't going to be the closer. Kawhi, he just was melting in the fourth quarter. So I think they were – we all saw they were capable of winning. They just couldn't close the game out when it mattered the most. But that, but that's that's a bigger issue as to why 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 is that even an issue? Uh, listen, you guys, we can also point to Coach Rivers. Not to cut in, but I mean, he's had his history of blowing leads in the playoffs. I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think it's just more so because the Clippers lost. People are changing their tune because in the beginning of the season. People would have said the closing would have never been an issue for the Clippers because you got guys like Lou Will that can come through in the fourth quarter. And then people saying Kawhi, well, oh, Kawhi is probably the best player in the world. He can close the game. You got Paul George. He's not scared to take shots. Oh, since all these guys melted, like I said they would, now everybody is saying they don't have a closer. No. Paul, listen, Paul George is not a closer. Paul George is a scorer. We know he can score. We, but nobody has ever been comfortable. Like we're gonna let Paul George close this game out. That is like, it, it's it's just not him. He can get us through the game, but he was never somebody I would depend on to close a game out. Personally, I think Kawhi and Paul George they had their strong suits. I don't know what was going on with them. I mean, they both had the capability to close games out, but they didn't. And like I said, the system they had is not going to work. Because the way they run, they run without a point guard, basically. It's almost it's almost like Houston, in a sense, because they just rely on their talent to get them passed, which works in some cases, but it was a little bit different, as you can see. Oh, definitely coming off what Chris said. Yeah, the Clippers were like – they were like a hellless fly. You know, if I had a point guard, a point guard is one of the most important positions. And Pat Bev is, like I said, he's more suited to come off the bench. I think Shy would have been a good point starting point guard for them. He's cool, calm, and always in control. But, you know – like coming off the hard set as well, Paul George or George Paul, he's not really uh, the the final shot taker. That's not that no one really thought Paul George was a shot taker. Everyone thought Kawhi Leonard would be, or at least Lou Williams. But you know, Kawhi Leonard he melted. Lou Williams he melted. It was just everything that could have went wrong for the Clippers really went wrong for the Clippers. So, I mean, next year we'll see what they do in the terms of free agency. Who they scooping out? They ain't doing nothing. They should focus on. Point guard. What do you guys think about their bench? You think the bench should be kept, or you think they need to make some adjustments to the bench? I, Colin, hold on. Before I answer that question, I need to ask you: Did you watch the Thunder Thunder and Rocket series? I watched. I watched most of the games. Okay, so you saw how Shaw was shooting, right? Yes. So you really think he'll be a point a good point guard fit? You think he's You think he's better than Pat Bev? That's not what I asked you. Yes, I do think he is. Okay. So what makes you think that based off what he was doing in, against Houston? Because he had a lot of bad shooting games against Houston. That was that was his first we playoff. Never said, we never, we never said that, Shaw was a shooter. First of all, that's the playoff series. All right? He's, that's his – relax. That's, that's something that comes with experience. I guarantee when he comes back next season in the playoffs, he'll take better shots. He's always cool, calm, and, calm inside control. That's just experience. That comes down with it. Yes, he took some bad shots, but next year, next season, he'll take better shots. It comes with experience. But you just made a statement off of one year he played. This is only his second year. You made a statement off of his first year playing that he would be a better point guard than Pat Bev. I'm basing it off of what he can do and how he improves every single year from high school. He's only in- played one year. It's not, it's not about high school and college. Is so who had the better year? Chris, hold who on a second. Who had the better year this year? Who had the better year? 
Sean had the better year. He was a, he was a candidate for most approved. I'm not saying that. Yeah, who but had, you can't who just based on year last year. No, Chris, but this is what I this is what I'm trying to say. I'm not talking about I'm not trying to make a like a ground statement. Oh, you gotta look at what he did in high school. I'm just saying he went from being a four-star recruit to no one expected him to get in drafts and to be in the lottery. I'm talking about his work ethic is what I'm I'm gambling on because I know he's gonna put the work ethic to make sure he improves his game constantly. That's why I said mostly it came from experience. He looked flustered out there, but that's fine. That comes with experience. That's why I said next season. No doubt in my mind, he'll be a prime staple for, for OKC. He could have been for the Clippers if they hadn't traded him, but it is what it is. They did what they did. All I'm saying is Shy Gills, Alexander is a better player than Pat Beverly. I mean, in terms of defense, okay, I'm not going to give him that, but he's definitely a capable defender. But I would take Shy Gills, Alexander over Pat Beverly. Okay. So before, okay, so before I go to the bench, Rev, I'm going to just let you know right now that stem you made camp is invalid, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they don't play the same. So you can't just say who had a better year because on paper, yeah, you look at the stats, uh, Sean Gilles-Alexander had a much better year than Pat Bev. But Pat Bev is put on a team to play defense. That's his role. Gilles-Alexander is to score and do more than what Pat Bev is supposed to do. So you can't say we had a better year and just base it well, off then, that. Well, then Chris, well, well, according, but hold on, hold on. Let me respond to him. According to what you what, I don't know. I don't know if it was uh, just Colin or somebody else, but somebody said the Clippers need a better point guard. So obviously Patrick Beverly is not filling all, all the do all the roles that he possibly can. He obviously has to do more on the offensive side. And that's why I'm saying Shaq can do much better. Right, but at the same time, they need a defender. So they don't need to get rid of Pat Bev. They just need a solidified point guard. Pat okay, Bev is a perfect right, defender. But, then, guard. but even then, again, that's that's another change in tune because the Clippers lost. Because in, at, before the season started. Everybody was talking about how well how well defensively this team is made. You got Paul George and Kawhi on the wing. You got Patrick Beverly. Everybody was talking about how great defensive-wise, how great this team was. Now you guys are saying, well, they need Patrick Beverly because they don't have great defense. I'm not saying to get rid of Pat Bev. I say he was better off. He's not a starting quality guard. He's better off coming off the bench. But, I mean, yeah, defensively against the Nuggets, it was like, you know, they was letting off a lot of shots. So anyway, Colin, answer your question about the bench. The bench really does need a change. All they need is a point guard, and they'll be fine for real, for real. Maybe a big, but that's all they need. Yeah, just put Pat Bev on the bench and see what they could get in the free agent. I don't know what point guard is in the free agent market. I'm not sure, but that's something we'll find out later on in the upcoming months. But they just need a better point guard. Like Pat Bev is not the point guard for the Clippers. That's all there is to it. Well, it was announced that um, earlier this week that Doc Rivers is coming back for the next season. And we both know that – we all know that um, Kawhi and Paul George both have three-year deals, but the third, e- the third year is a player option. So, really, this is make or break for the team. If, you know, this, this upcoming season is either it's, – it's championship or bust, I believe. Um, well, I mean, next season – when you look at next season, I don't – I'm not really that high on the Clippers' chances because you got KD and Kyrie coming back. I mean, the Lakers should still probably be the same. It's going to have a lot more. Man, but in the finals, uh, who will you take, the Clippers or the Brooklyn Nets? I don't even think the Clippers going to make it to the finals. I don't even think they're making it to the conference finals. I said that. You can't can't really say that because we don't know what the Nets look like with KD and Kyrie. Yeah, KD and Kyrie, you don't know what they look like yet. What do you got? Clippers next season, like so. Where do you think they go as far as next season? 
Well, Rams already said he don't see him getting to the conference finals. So, like I said, based off of the talent they have, and I'm basing it just solely off of talent and whoever they add, they could they can, they're contenders. But we gotta see out of the players. Right. All right. But you I just said it, uh, that that the way that they I'm confused because you just said earlier that the way that they play is similar to the Rockets and that they rely on their talent and it won't take them far. But now you're saying because of their talent, they're going to go far. Are you no. expecting to go far? Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, because I said based off of the changes they make and off the talent itself, that's why I said. So what they get a point guard and add it to that talent that can run a system. Now they're all of a sudden they're contenders. Are they so not? What system do you, so what system – well, well, what point guard exactly? What, what moves do you feel like? Because I don't feel like it's necessarily like I don't think it's the point guard position that's their problem. I think their problem is their best player melted down, the second best player melted down as well, and everybody follows suit. The best player in game seven was Montreux Harris. I don't think the point guard is the biggest issue. The biggest issue is that the so-called best player in the world did not show up, and the no. second best player oh. on the team did not show up as well. Okay, well, so I'm about, to, I'm about to tell you why it's an issue. This is the issue that they have. So every time they had those big leads, what do they always do when they give them up? They're always trying to just run back at them, trying to score quickly. A point guard's job is to slow the tempo down, slow the pace down, and collect the team. That's a point guard's job. That's what they didn't have. So that's what they were missing. Every time the Nuggets made a big run in the second half, who are they going to give it to? Just say, okay, let's slow it down. Let's run our offense. Let's do something productive. No, they're just like, okay, here, we get a ball, just run. Try to go get a bucket. You can't get one pass. Okay, try to get a bucket. That's what you need a point guard for, to slow everybody down. Okay. Um, so with the Lakers, who is their star point guard? LeBron is a point forward. They have somebody that can do that. They have somebody that can say, okay, one, let's, run, let's run the tempo. Let's run it up. The second one, well, we're going to slow it down. They have somebody. They, and the Clippers didn't have that. And coming off what Chris is saying, even if it's not Bron playing the point forward, they got Rajon Rondo and established. He's, he's definitely better than Pat Bev. Would you take, would you take Pat Bev over Rondo? Right. You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Would you take Pat Bev over Ron? No, I'm just no, I'm just not. I wouldn't. But what I'm saying is, I feel like that's a little irrelevant when you're saying you're the best player in the world. That's one of the things. That's one of the things that you should be able to do. Like you should be able to control the tempo. Kawhi should be able to control the tempo. When Kawhi's off the court, Paul George should be able to control the tempo as well. I don't see that as an excuse falling onto the point guard. I'm not saying it's all on the point guard, but you really sound like you really diminishing the importance of having a good point guard, at least a starting caliber point guard when you're making a deep playoff run. You're really, Mike, you're really Michael Jordan didn't even control the tempo for the Bulls and he was the best player in his generation. So like, because Michael he, Jordan didn't have to control the tempo. You had you had Phil Jackson who had the no, uh, no, the triple threat no, the the, uh, the system no, that no. they had implemented. No, 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 no. no. Listen uh, so I guess Derek said, Fisher didn't help Kobe out then. Okay. Exactly. Listen, Scotty Pippen Scotty Pippen was actually controlling the tempo. He was actually a point forward, if you want to be honest. He was controlling the tempo. But what you said was, how are you the best player on the planet and you can't control the tempo? Michael Jordan wasn't controlling the tempo. Scottie Pippen was controlling the tempo. Michael Jordan was just scoring. That's what Kawhi does. He was just scoring. Right, but at the same time, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he had Scott, you said Scottie Pippen was the point forward of the team. He was controlling the tempo. What I'm saying is, why can't? The the two the the two supposed best wing players in the planet, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Why can't one control the tempo while the other one scores? They both have that ability. I don't think that they need a point guard for that. They they both both that's, been that's, that's, that's that's just your opinion then. Right, that's I an opinion. But I can't at the say, same I can't say anything else. 
But, like, at, the, but at the same time, they were never put in a situation where they had to do that. Every Everywhere they went, they had point guards with them. So they're never put in a situation to, okay, we're relying on you to control the tempo. So you can't put right, that so, on them. So, so so where was this flaw during the regular season then? It's different than the regular season in the playoffs. Come on now. You can't make the argument. That's different because you're playing no, but, somebody but, different but, but, every but night. If, I, what I'm saying is controlling the tempo is not just something that – that issue of controlling the tempo doesn't just pop up in the playoffs. That's still seen in the regular season as well when you have those but, issues. But it, yeah, right. But it's different in the playoffs because you're they playing the same team. Issue. But you're playing the same team in the playoffs. You don't play the same team over and over again in the regular season. So teams can't look at that. I didn't hear the last part you said. I think you cut off. I was yeah, saying I was you can't. I was saying was you can't make that argument because it's different from a regular season than the playoffs because in the playoffs, you're playing the same team, so they're looking at film and stuff like that. In the regular season, you play different teams every night. That's why you can't make that. That's, it's different. Just like how Giannis was going off in the regular season, but you see what happened when you played the Heat. They shut him down. Exactly. Cause, like, I feel like that's just, that's just a different opinion on me because I, I, I told you, like, even in the beginning, I didn't think Giannis and the Bucks was going far because he's still, in my opinion, he still can't shoot. Yeah, well, you know, that's something uh, we had to realize after, you know, he played horrible against, you know. I I mean, people say Giannis is a superstar. People are saying he's still a superstar. I'm not really sure. I'm on the fence. I just got to see what he does into the playoff next season. Until then, he's, a, he's another regular season player in my eyes, just like uh, Paul George. So, until he comes in the playoffs and he shows that he's the back-to-back MVP, like he's he's worth that title, he's just a regular season player. But uh, one thing, the only thing I'm gonna say is, Kyle, you're talking a lot about Paul George, but you're not really saying much about Kawhi Leonard. Oh no, Kawhi Leonard definitely, he definitely melted. But uh, when it came down to the crucial moments, Paul George made a lot more mistakes than Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi Leonard was shooting really poorly in all the fourth quarters of the game. They both were shooting poorly. Exactly. So one game, one game, he had 12 points in the fourth quarter. What are you talking about? All right, hold up. I'll pull it up. I mean, at this point now for the Clippers, they just need a uh, better point guard. Like Chris said, he just keep the bench, move Pat, move Pat to the bench, have him as the, uh, coming off the floor. But, yeah, I mean. I mean oh. So, what do you guys think about the um, the Lakers and Nuggets? You guys think you guys think the Nuggets will make something happen or is it just the Lakers and five? Lakers. Lakers and five? All right, Lakers and five? I mean, the Nuggets, right. are they even going to have the energy even – Go yeah. uh, six to seven. If the refs, if the refs do what they did in game one, Lakers and uh, four. <laughs> Lakers and four. What about you, Chris? What you think about the um, Nuggets? You think it'll make it an interesting series or Lakers and five? Yes, yes, they should make an interesting series. Even though yesterday's game was horrible, and it was horrible when the Nuggets fought. But I, I mean, I'm gonna say Lakers. I'm gonna say Lakers and six. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets gave them run for their money and win seven games. Oh, all right, all right. I mean, well, we can move over to football real quick. I just want to um, just touch on the Eastern Conference Finals. Right now, it's the Heat up 2-0 on the Celtics. And both of those games were, I mean, they could they could have gone either way. It could easily be 2-0 Celtics or 1-1. So my question to y'all is real quick is, can the Celtics try to salvage, you know, the series? Do they have a chance to crawl back? They played hard in both games. And, I mean, it was tough losses. Or is that just like, moralizing thing to have to go through and 
fall off Keaton four or five. Uh, well, for the Celtics, there were some reports about Davis having some real intense. I mean, that's I don't think that's something to worry about because you 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 would like that because that shows that the players really care. You know, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't look at that as an was, issue at all. You know, yeah, it was Marcus Smart. Not to cut you off, it was Marcus Smart in the locker room. He was like throwing stuff around, yelling expletives. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm definitely appreciative of that because you know that's better than walking to the locker room and was like, eh, well, you know, it happens. You know, yeah. So I'm, I don't, I think they, I think the Celtics will come back, uh, you know, and make this an interesting series. I don't think the Celtics go away like that, and if they do, and that means the Heat is really, really dangerous, like. Like uh, the whole complete package, like the one team that could really shake the Lakers, you know, if they go to the finals. Uh, I'll say oh, the Celtics. Go ahead. All right. Well, basically, what I was saying is, I don't think the Celtics are in danger yet, but if they lose game three, it's over. I don't care how far it goes, it's over. Celtics losing. Take a lot of love, it's over, brother. It's, it's if, they, if, it, if they lose game three, I don't care if it goes seven games, Celtics losing. Yeah, I don't – because I don't see the Heat blowing the 3-0 lead. I, I just don't see them doing that. It's, if it ever gets to that point, but I, I don't see them blowing that type of lead up. I mean, if anything, if any, if we learn anything this year, dog, you can never say never, dog. The, I mean, the, the Nuggets came back from 3-1 twice, the same postseason. No, the Nuggets got a – a nice team, a nice, a great coach that makes the right adjustments when it's time to make the adjustments. Some that Doc, another thing too, that we didn't talk about. Doc didn't make the necessary adjustments he should have made. That was something that had the head coach yeah, Mike. You said, you said you said he was a great coach though. Oh, Doc Rivers is a great coach, but he just, no, he's not, bro. No, he is not. He's, he's no, not he is not. Stop anymore. that! Stop that! He got right bailed out with that championship in a way. He said he got bailed. <laughs> I forgot. How many we can talk about Doc Rivers another uh, time. Let's. Let's Didn't they on, say y'all. he blew a through one lead like four or five times? I'm yeah. not sure. It was, it was just three times. Three wow. times? Jesus. I want to get into some football or what? Um, hold on. Let me tell you real quick myself, the Celtics and the Heat. Um, I think the Celtics' problem is like the Clippers. They, well, no, it's not like the Clippers. They have a closer. They're just not putting it in his hands. Kemba Walker carrying that game too. For some reason, game one, Jason Tatum shot that that three-pointer. For some reason, game two, they shot another three-pointer in the corner, and neither one of them was Kemba. I don't know why he's not getting the ball. So until Kemba closes the games out, because they're winning the whole game until that fourth quarter. So until Kemba closes it out, the Celtics are not going to win. Oh, yeah. That's a observation right there. Somebody didn't peek. Last right. week, you uh, going to move over to football right now. The Eagles, my goodness, like this might this might have been the worst loss that Doug Peterson's ever enjoyed at the Eagles. Last year in Miami was really bad too, and then the year before at the Saints, that blowout loss was horrible. But I mean, what happened on Sunday against the football team of all teams? Well, I want to hear NXT. from Colin because y'all y'all was coming at Colin really hard. It was practice. I want to hear. It was poor execution. No, what happened? <laughs> Who didn't execute? The offense or the defense? Defense. You were up 17 nothing. So who didn't execute? <laughs> it's the offense. It was the offense. I mean, I'm not putting. Oh. The defense had. Oh, man. I mean, 
the defense has some blame too, but they play with a lot of short fields too. Lord have mercy. Okay, you guys got sacked what eight times, and only at least three of them was only the old line fault. At least the other one. Oh no, it's Carson's fault. Yeah, Trust he me, wasn't I'm... getting rid of the ball. The other one, the other ones were just schemes. Like they were just schemes. I've defended, I've defended this guy so many times, man. It's like, until I was blue in the face. Like I can't, I just can't do it no more. Like, he's holding the ball he like. You think it's 2018 when he was holding the ball and making those magical passes. It's not the same no more, but, you know. But it was just persecution, right? Who didn't yeah. execute, though? Like, okay. I'll, I'll, take, I'll give my take on it. All right, the whole team it. didn't execute in the second half. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't know what happened between the second quarter and the third quarter, what they did back in that locker room. They must have already been celebrating that they won or something, but y'all came out and, woo, <laughs> Well, the rest is history, as they put it. Playing 15 yards off in the red zone. All that, these curl, that, all these curl, all these curl patterns just going. Gave up, y'all gave up all these short passes, but I was told that you guys have an improved secondary. I guess a no-name receiving core. If your secondary is so improved, why are you playing 15 yards back? And then when they give up short passes, why are you not that's, pressing? That's just Jim Short's way of playing. Defense. I don't understand it either. I never liked it. Never have. And it worked in the past because we had a better D line. We had a better pass rush. Like our D line, we you know, everyone talks about how good our D line is. Like, yeah, we're really good at stopping the run, but our pass rush, it really isn't there like like it was in the Super Bowl. Now when you, when you can't get to the quarterback on time, you know, those corners are not gonna hold up. Now, to be fair, Darius Slay, I think he did pretty good job. I mean, Terry McLaurin, he only had about 60-something yards. He didn't, like, no one got burnt over the top, so that's an improvement. But, I mean, there is a lot to still, like, to be worked. I think to. Jim Short... I, and then another thing, too, I think I think the head coach, uh, like, Doug, he needs, he needs to get the offense back into, like, holding up long drives, you know? Like, if he, if he and Carson can do what they was doing in 2018, like, establishing, like, like the run play action... I mean, I feel like, listen, the season's not. I feel like they're gonna go to the playoffs. They'll have a good season. He just gotta, he just gotta bring that offense back into the uh, long drive. Bro, I'm just trying to get to week two. I'm just trying to get forget the playoffs. Like, forget all that. Like, can we just? We need to win a game, and we need to win a game tomorrow. Like, it's, it's gonna if we lose to the Rams, then that I, I'm not gonna say it's it, but after the Bengals, you got a murderer's ro- murderer's row of three of the top defenses in the league. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Like they have to win against the Rams. They, they just have to. That's all. They'll win. They'll win. Hold on. I'm trying I'm trying to remember who's uh who's everybody's team. I know Colin and Joan are uh, uh their favorite team is the Eagles. I think Mar is a Giants fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Giants I'm fan. Chris, what's your what's your team? How am I the I'm worst a, team? You guys are at the bottom. I'm a Raiders fan and I just want to say this. Based off of what we saw last Sunday, proving my point. If the Eagles defensive line does not get back there and pressure that quarterback, y'all in for a long day. That proved my point. I, I mean, I feel oh, like they're right. going to make the necessary adjustments next game. I don't see why they won't. Man, they'll, they'll definitely win the next game. There's no doubt in my mind. Like I, okay, but like I said, tomorrow – Deshaun Jackson not gonna get open, not, not gonna get that deep pass downfield. He's not gonna get open like that because Ramsey gonna be on him. You still gotta worry about Aaron Donald. 
So, and I mean, y'all got Lane Johnson coming back, which is cool, but that's still Aaron Donald. <sighs> I think the Eagles are prepared. They're they're ready for it. They're ready for it. It's Carson prepared. They're gonna have great. They're gonna have great execution. Listen, or is it gonna, sure. gonna be poor again? Carson still can't throw that ball right, yo. Oh my lord. Yeah, man. He missed I, a lot of deep ball. Man threw two the picks. One deep ball, Rick. The, I mean, the picks that. Those were I mean, his fault. He threw. He, they they were. Like, and he, he's throwing the rookie receivers who aren't ready. That's Carson just not understanding the situation that you have. One pick was to Rager, and the other one was to Hightower. Both rookie receivers don't really know what they're doing yet because we didn't have a full regular offseason. No OTAs. Like, it's, the timing isn't there on those comeback routes, clearly. And Carson still forced it in, telegraphed those throws. The corners were all over. So, and Carson has to be better in that sense. And another thing with Carson, he had twenty, he had twenty, twenty dropbacks. He had, he got sacked eight times. I mean, most of and it is, can, really, and you can blame that on Doug because yes, you know, you know your O line. Like everyone is like, it's not even just Carson. It's not just the O line. Like it's Doug too. And like, and like the injuries, you can blame that on Doug. You can blame it on the players. You can blame it on the medical staff because they have, they have, like. I'm not in, you know, I'm not at the Novacare complex. I don't know exactly what goes on there. But I hear that they don't even, you know, have contact in practice, practice training camp. Like, he's known for having soft training camps. And I feel like that goes a lot into why a lot of guys get hurt when the season starts because they're not prepared for contact and they're not prepared to take contact, give it, take it. Like, they're just they're not ready and they suffer a lot of just avoidable injuries. And with the play calling is like you have to know that your O line is depleted. The right side, two guys who never started before, and you're just throwing them out there, and you're expecting Carson to drop back and ten step drops. Like, come on, he has he has to get the ball out fast, and you gotta you just gotta help him do that. And again, Carson, he got he has to get rid of the ball. First of all, he's got to stop overthrowing guys. If he had a touchdown at the end of the half, the Rager would be over. Even the catch, even the even the ball that Rager caught, the, like that fifty yard he caught, he underthrew it, and Rager had to adjust to it and made a made a nice catch. Like it's just his mechanics are all off, and his mechanics have been off ever since John DeFilippo, our former quarterback coach, since he left. Like his mechanics. He's he's regressed. Like you're in year five and you're regressing. Like I'm tired of defending these guys. I'm really, I'm just I'm tired of it. He says he needs to be better. Like you're in your fifth season. You should already be better. Like I'm tired of hearing these. Wait, Chris. Wait, so so what's your like? So what's your thought? So how how would you grade our receivers in in week one? Like what what what, what grade would you give them? If you ask me, I don't. What would I give y'all receivers? I don't. I don't know. Everybody get this. Everybody in your team get the D minus for the way y'all play. I don't. I don't care how everything was because it was a great first half and then the second half was just down there. I mean, again, I think what Sunday also proved is with Rager, he plays just like Nelson Aguilar. If you don't, if you think about it, plays the slot, go deep, try to use the speed to beat out the secondary. Plays the same as Aguilar, which I was trying to say before. But he catches the ball better. So what about I mean, what about you? I mean maybe 
Wait, so what do you think, Mar? So, like, what, what grade would you give the receivers? What grade would I give the receivers? Yeah. Um, it got to get at least, like, C minus, D plus. It wasn't really any for, – for those – for the team y'all played, the football team, and y'all didn't have a field day, it just, it just, like, blew my mind and I didn't understand it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's absolutely true. All right, we could definitely start making our week two predictions. You know, who we have winning tomorrow. So, let's just get started on Does that. Does anyone have a list of the games up? I forgot. Uh, I got them up. Just listen to me. I got them up. All right. So, we got the Giants and the Bears. I got the Bears. Mr. Trubisky was playing good. That's a dub. Oh, definitely not. If we don't, if we if we block Khalil Mack, it's a dub. That's all. Um, <laughs> right. Not worry about anybody else. I got the right. Giants. I know that. I know. Shocker. I know. I got the Bears. I got the Bears. I'm actually, I'm actually rocking with the Giants too on that one. I, I feel like the Bears win last week is more so just the Lions just giving that away. Oh, it was. Oh, it absolutely was. Wait, Rams. Like the same, what do same you thing do? that happened with us in the, in the football team. You just gave that away, and I think. The Lions get that away too, so the Bears. I'm not, you know, not too. What do you think, Raph? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to be honest, but I mean, all I really heard of like the whole story was more so like the Eagles and all that, and then they started flaming you. As uh, of that, I don't know. I think I'm just <laughs> with the Giants. All right, Giants. Yeah, I, I got the upset. I got the upset. I'm calling the upset right here. Oh, just an upset. I mean, we talking about predictions, bro. You you haven't really been good with predictions. I've been I've been very well with predictions. But go ahead, go along, Chris. You talking about upset ahead, like like either one of those teams are good. But anyways, we got the Rams and the Eagles. Got the Eagles winning this. Really? That's so tough. This is a tough one. I got, I got Rams. I got the Eagles winning this. I got the Eagles because I mean I hate to say it, but the Eagles is already on the line too, so they have to. It ain't, it ain't already on the line. I won't say it's already on the line, but I mean, a win bro, would be the useful. Schedule, bro. Oh, I, I, I listen. Schedule. I already, listen. I, listen. Listen. I've already seen the schedule, but remember, I was I was done for thinking that they were go, that they were at best ten and six. So I don't even want to look at it again. All right, <laughs> like, let's go to the next game. I got the Rams. Oh, Rams! All right, the Eagles winning this one. Y'all got Rams. Okay. Then we got the Falcons and the Cowboys. I think Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, Take the Falcons. I hate the Falcons. Falcons. All right. After that, we got the Panthers and the Buccaneers. The Bucks. Yeah. Two former Tuber head coaches, yeah. by the way. Shout out to Temple. <laughs> uh, but uh, I still, I still yeah. with the All right. All right. We got the 49ers and the Jets. That should be a no-brainer. <laughs> Who got the Jets? 49ers. Who got the Jets? 49ers by 21. Who got the Jets? You, got the you Jets? might pick them for all I know. Nah, nah. Go by the move on. Next, next game, though. 49ers by 21. Next game, we got the Broncos and the Steelers. I got Steelers winning that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Steelers on that joint, too. Innocent. I got the Broncos. It's going to be low scoring, but Steelers, like 16 14. All right. Our right, next game, we got the Jaguars against the Titans. Let's see Titans. Titans. Okay. Yeah, Titans. All right. 
right, Mar, you're going to like this one. We got the Lions against that bad man, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Nigga, <laughs> people always disrespect my man Aaron Rodgers. I'm not even, you know what, Aaron Rodgers. That's that's an easy one. That's a dub. That's, Aaron Rodgers not that bad. That, that bad man Rodgers. I'm going Packers. Him, you know, Carson Wentz better than Aaron Rodgers. You know, I heard that, but just just like my boy Steve. Look, I'm the first. Word, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you I was wrong for that. I'll be the it's first cool. one. It's cool. As long as you see your mistake, that's that's that's. That's all that matters. As long it's, as you it's see, it's a long season, but and I, I have, I have like that man went off heart. against the Vikings. Packers easily. <laughs> all right, all right. Next one, we got the Bills uh, going up against Miami Dolphins. Buffalo. Bills I'm Packers. actually going with the upset. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna pick Miami. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. I got Dolphins with that. I'm actually gonna go with the upset. Uh, then we got the Vikings against the Colts. I can get it off that. I might yeah, go with the Colts. I'm about to I'm go with the Colts. I don't, like what, I don't like what I'm seeing from Philip Rivers. Hey. I, 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 think, I think he's getting up there, man. All right. All right. Next game, we got the, the football team going to Phoenix to play the Cardinals. Mm. Cardinals. I don't know why I said, mm, crazy. Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. If, if Washington beats them, then they might win. Y'all, they might win the division if they beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I got, I got Arizona. Cardinals, DeAndre. Right. Next game, we got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Houston Texans. Baltimore. That's a, that's an easy one. Ravens got that. And then where they playing at? They're playing in Houston. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Houston won, but I'm I'm pretty. All right, and that's that. And we got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the L.A. Chargers. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs all day. Chiefs all day. No, mm-hmm. I got to go to the Chiefs. We ain't got to talk about that. Chiefs. And then for the Sunday night, the Sunday night, we got the Patriots going up against Seattle. I got the Patriots. Ooh, I got Seattle. Seattle. Huh? Excuse me? Yes, what? sir. I called it. New England over I, Seattle. Yes, sir. I called it. I wish Cam. I wish. I called it. I wish Cam would throw that. Jamal Adams. Yes, they, they are in Seattle. <laughs> oh, Colin, you tripping, bro? Come on. Oh, tripping. Drunk. We'll see. We'll see. Like, Drunk. like I said, I like I said, I wish Cam would throw in the air, Jamal Adams. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Listen. And, and for the Monday, and for Monday night, I I got the upset in this one. We got the Saints going to. Going to Vegas to play my team, the Raiders. I got Raiders in the upset. Ain't no, ain't no, you heard what I said. Nah, ain't no upset. Saints got it. You can't talk because you also have a team with that name. You're, so dismissed. Not You're dismissed. You're dismissed. You're dismissed. Right. I love y'all stadium. That is You're the prettiest dismissed. stadium in the league, but I got the Saints. Listen, I respect it. And again, Colin, you can't talk to me because you want to say that name. You're dismissed. You're dismissed. We're one to know. What are you? You're dismissed. We're one to know. What are you? Now, before, you know, Let's just continue off. You're, you're dismissed. So, um, my point exactly. That's <laughs> so that's the uh, so this is it to conclude the second episode of the Restricted Zone podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening and tuning in and taking the time. I gotta thank everyone who's able to participate in this. Thank you, Rav, Mar, Jonan, Chris. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're missing. Um, thank you. 
We're missing one member, DP, but he'll join in on the next episode. So please, thank you. I'll be safe out there, man. Peace. Peace. All right, I stopped the recording.